0: Hi, I'm Dr. Jan Jaffer, and this is God Teeth. All right, so today we are talking with Dr. Tanya Chaco, who is the partner at Fireside Dental. I've known Tanya for kind of three years now, I think, right? How long has it been? About three years. Mm -hmm. Um, Been a partner of ours, and today we're talking about dental anxiety. So probably a topic that a lot of people have some sort of concern about. I mean, coming to the dentist is generally not a comfortable appointment. So start us out. Tell us a little bit about dental anxiety and and is this really a prevalent piece and and what got you interested to talk to us about dental anxiety? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So sure, yes. As a new graduate, um, I usually focused at first on trying to provide good dental treatment and then I quickly realized that a huge barrier to to providing good dental treatment is fear. So it really is important to take that time to understand a person's anxiety before you jump right into the dentistry. It has been shown in the research that about 40% of patients in Canada do have some sort of dental fear. Um, So I would say that is that's fairly accurate. And there are different levels of this fear. Um, It can be expressed sometimes as a person just saying they're very afraid of the dentist, whereas other times we get really subtle remarks like I avoid going to the dentist.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because I know in, you know, when I sit down with a new patient, you know, often the first word that comes out of their mouth is I hate the dentist. Mm -hmm. And I kind of joke with them, I said, well, that's not a great way to start a relationship, but they don't actually hate the dentist. They hate the idea. the The fear of dentistry is what mm-hmm. where where that's coming from, right? Because they don't know you. It's not it's not you that they dislike, but there's something keeping them from coming into the office. Exactly. So, if that's the case, how can we help? What do we get to do? What What's going on? What What is it that dentists are able to do to make that better? Like, why Why is that fear exist?
1: So, I guess the uh, there's a few different reasons why this can exist. Um, so the interesting thing is in children, they usually haven't been to the dentist yet. And and even coming into the dentist, they have a little bit of that anxiety or that worry. And the interesting part is that's actually a learned behavior. So they might learn that from a parent or a sibling or a friend from school. Um, but then in other scenarios, some people are afraid because they've had past dental experiences that haven't been great. So maybe situations where they've experienced pain or maybe they didn't feel like they were in control. And then in other situations, we have people that haven't been to the dentist in a very long time, and they might have that compounding fear that since they haven't been, there might be a lot more dental issues. And so they're kind of afraid to approach that situation. So we call this the vicious cycle, where a person avoids the dentist due to a bad experience, and as a result, the dental problems worsen, leading to more extensive treatments, which reinforces the fear and leads to a continued avoidance.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a good point. As you, as you know, you look at it. I always, I always tell people, like, I mean, we want kids in our office early because they never had a bad experience. And mm-hmm. if we can build that experience from that age of one or two, we won't have to get that that fear that that comes in, and I think kids are some of our best patients because they didn't have the bad experience before, mm-hmm. unless somebody told them about it, which is, you know, one of the significant concerns that we see. Because the biggest, you know, fear that's built in in kids, at least one of the some of the stuff that we see, is wh- where does the biggest fear from kids come in? Usually, it's from the parents, yes.
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: So, so how do you how do you deal with that? How are you dealing with this fear that Patients have? How can you make sure that the parent doesn't instill fear into the kid before they come to the dentist?
1: So, I'd say an important thing for parents is that they should be prepared. And the best way to prepare yourself is to talk to your dentist and find out what is going to happen in that first appointment so that you are comfortable explaining it to your child. So, um, I would also say that parents should discuss the upcoming appointment in a positive way. And if parents need help, um, there are some children's books that can help with that, like SpongeBob SquarePants, Behold No Cavities, or Dora the Explorer, Show Me Your Smile. Um, they do help to explain uh, a filling or an exam or a cleaning um, in a positive way as well.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I think we should probably get some, some adults to probably read those books too. It's, uh, you know, just bring down that anxiety. But yeah, so what else, any other things that we can that we can do to make that a good experience? for the kid, because again, we want to see them early, but how do we make that experience positive for the kid?
1: Yeah, Um, so at Trek Dental, we do aim to make that first appointment comfortable and engaging. So our clinics are capable of um, creating that positive experience for your child. This includes showing kids the chair and giving them a ride in the chair. And we show them all of our tools and equipment before we use them and have a fun way of explaining our exams and fillings, so kids understand and they're not scared such as we call our suction Mr. Thirsty because he sucks up all the water. So it's something just fun for the kids. Another thing I would mention is that some parents are nervous themselves about the dentist. So try not to relay that fear to your child. If you're nervous, it may not be a good idea to be in the room. If your child is old enough, usually by four years of age, they're able to handle the appointment on their own, and they usually end up a lot more brave um, without mom and dad there
0: awesome yeah and i know that we've noticed that too right often you know not having mom and dad in the room makes the kid a little more comfortable sometimes Mm -hmm. because that fear isn't there i mean we we have no problem having them there but often that can almost make the difference is actually removing the parent from the picture the kid can sometimes be more comfortable and and yeah again getting kids you know just chatting in, in in just normal terms right telling people things that that aren't scary um but i know one of the biggest fears for, for kids and for adults really at the end of the day is, is getting needles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, is there anything that we can do or, or how, do you, how do you deal with those situations?
1: So usually I would say the best thing is maybe allow the dentist to prepare your child for that. Um, so for example, we usually explain to children that there are little sugar bugs in their teeth and that in order to get rid of the sugar bugs, we need to make their tooth feel a little bit sleepy, so we use our sleepy juice. So we do use a numbing gel prior to using the needle and usually with a bit of distraction as well. This allows the child to not notice the needle was given at all. Mm -hmm. Parents if you're nervous about your child getting a needle, try to step out of the room or maybe wait in the waiting room. A child will usually look at their mom and dad to see their reaction to what is going on and if you look nervous your child might be nervous.
0: Yeah, and I think that's great. I mean, again, we have techniques that can make things really quite comfortable. So let's not scare people into it. I mean, I've heard, you know, parents even tell their kids when they're eating, you know, sugar, when they're eating like chocolate, it's like, oh, if you keep doing that, you're going to get a needle from the dentist. Mm -hmm. And that's their way of stopping the kid from doing something like that. You know, what parents have to understand in that scenario is that you're actually building fear to the dentist, which can be a lifelong fear, as as you've shown us. Mm -hmm. So what about for the adults? So the adult you know, hasn't been to the office for a while. They're embarrassed. You know, how are we helping um, adults through the concern of coming in or the fear of coming into to the dentist?
1: Yeah, so this goes back to that vicious cycle again, where it's possible that avoidance has led to a dental issue that can no longer be ignored. So what people are usually afraid of is that they'll go into their dental appointment, they'll be immediately laid back in the dental chair, and maybe that's how they'll meet their dentist for the first time. And, and he or she will immediately start an invasive procedure. This is a very vulnerable position to be in when you're first meeting someone. So something that we do is we try to provide a different approach from this. We take the time to meet you outside of the dental operatory, where we can chat face to face. We take the time to get to know you and then discuss your dental concerns, your oral health goals, and your past experiences. This is extremely important for us as clinicians to know where you're coming from and how best to help you. It also allows the patient time to get to know us and give them that time to build that trust. So at our first appointment, uh, we aim to not provide treatment with the dentist, but instead gain a full picture of your oral health. We take x-rays and photographs of dental issues um, and we show the patient exactly what these issues look like in the mouth when we take pictures as well. From there, we explain options for treatment and together with uh, the patient, we discuss the best course of action. And this allows for the patient to be in full control of their treatment.
0: Yeah, I think you brought up a couple of good points. I mean, one of the things that we want to make sure as we're bringing people into the office is to build that level of trust, right? Mm -hmm. Trust is so important because once the patient trusts you, the entire situation gets better. I mean, your level of anxiety absolutely decreases around people that you trust. And so, you know, I love that, you know, meeting the patient's outside the operatory in a in a consult room where you just get to have a conversation and get to know them a little bit so you can see what their concerns are their fears their anxieties and try to deal with some of those before getting in the operatory because we know you know leaning back opening your mouth it's it's a vulnerable position mm-hmm. and nobody really likes to be vulnerable so that's awesome i mean that really makes you know a big difference for for patients so here's the thing what are are there any um other that you have for making this a little bit easier for patients.
1: Yes, definitely. So there are other things that we try to do to make the whole experience a bit better. Um, So one of these things is we try to schedule the appointment at the beginning of the day for anxious patients so they're not waiting all day and getting more anxious towards their appointment. Mm
0: -hmm. I've heard that's good for kids as well. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. definitely.
1: Um, and then we try to work as efficiently as possible as well um, just to ensure that that appointment is short. We do explain what's involved in the procedure um, so that there's no surprises as well. Another good thing is to allow for some distraction. So we do have TVs mounted in the ceilings as well um, in all of our operatories and this along with some headphones can help to distract the patient from any noises they may not want to hear as well. Yeah,
0: Distraction works really well.
1: Mm Um, and then we do allow our patients to take breaks as well, and they can give us a little signal if they need to take a need us to stop or they need to take a break. Um, there's also some breathing techniques that patients can do, and, and we can always discuss that with patients. It just helps to slow down the breathing, and it has been shown in research that it does help to reduce the patient's heart rate, so it helps them to feel less anxious. From there, we do reassess and see how you did with the appointment. And then we decide what the next manageable step is. So usually that first appointment helps to ease the anxiety for future appointments. Most people realize that the experience was a lot better than what they were expecting. And with more of these positive experiences, that dental fear can be eliminated entirely.
0: I think that's one thing that's really important, I think is, you know, we wanna make sure that we Try to get people to a level of not being anxious, right? I know that <clears throat> we do have techniques, and I think you're going to talk to us about a couple of them, that, um, that, that we can do, you know, above and beyond if, if we can't get them comfortable. But really our goal at the end of the day is to get people off of any sort of medication to keep them relaxed and really just try to create a really nice environment for them to get used to, which sometimes means, like you said, shorter appointments, doing less to get a couple of good positive experiences. So, but let's say that that's not the case and I really need some extra help. I mean, I've heard of different things that I can do. What, what are some of my options to you know take the anxiety away?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a few medications that can help to ease the anxiety so that a patient can get their treatment done. Um, The first one that I'll talk about is nitrous oxide, it's also known as laughing gas. This is a type of mild sedation that helps to relax the patient while they're awake. It's very beneficial actually in young kids who are nervous about treatment or may have trouble sitting in the dental chair. It can also be used for adults who may just have some anxiety about dental treatment and may require a large amount of dental work as well. Um, is actually useful as well for people who have a sensitive gag reflex as well, and it can suppress that reflex. So what happens to the body is that nitrous oxide triggers the the release of dopamine. This is why it's nicknamed laughing gas, as it can give that sensation of euphoria or that happy feeling. And yes, sometimes patients can laugh, (laughs) whereas others will just feel calm and at ease. Some patients also report a tingly sensation in their arms and legs, and maybe feeling lightheaded.
0: Awesome. Um, any other options that you have that uh, that we can that patients can look at in terms of, you know, again, taking that edge off?
1: Yes, you can also be prescribed a pill by your doctor or your dentist, and it's, it's a sedative. And this also helps to relax you during your appointment. So depending on the dosage, this can be a mild or moderate amount of sedation. Um, and it is required to be taken prior to the appointment, as there usually is a wait time for the effect to take place. You would need someone to accompany you to that appointment as well, um, just to drive you there and to take you back, as it does take some time for it to wear off. So it can take some time out of your day as well, just with that um, oral sedation as well.
0: Awesome. And I know there's a couple of others that, you know, kind of get a little bit more involved that require, you know, injections and the rest. And I, I think we'll probably stay away from those right now because obviously in a general dentist office, those are the, the the ones that you've mentioned are really the ones that we're able to use, you know, as often as we need. But again, you know, how what are we going to be able to do to really try to make sure people are comfortable coming into the office? Because I know at the end of the day, our goal is to avoid all sorts of extra things and really try to get people comfortable seeing us. So can you kind of go over again to me just how we're able to, to make sure that patients do feel that level of comfort as they come in to see the dentist?
1: Mm-hmm. So my advice to patients that, you know, may be anxious about their dental appointments is that to reach out to your dentist and maybe just give it another try. I would say don't be afraid. To share any of your concerns at that first dental appointment. Uh, really take that time to get to know your dentist, build that trust, and it will help us to make your future visits at the dentist a comfortable or even enjoyable experience.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, again, we go back to that feeling of trust, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we can make a relationship with the patient and the dentist, and we can start that off on the right foot, I mean, you know, our hope is that patients stay for a very long time, that they become long-term patients because they are comfortable and they get to know you more and more over time, which is mm-hmm. great. So I appreciate that. I think that's great. I mean, I think it's something that we absolutely see every day in the dentist office and the, in the chairs and the, you know, when we're talking to people, even outside, you know, I mean, forget patients coming in. Like, you know, when you, met, when you introduce yourself as a dentist, people are like, oh, no, it's the dentist. Mm-hmm. There's that level of fear. And so if we can break that down, and you've given us some great examples of, of how we do it, Um, I really think we can get better at doing this and and really make people more comfortable in our office, which is our whole point. So thank you for your time. I really appreciate that. I mean, I think this was great. I think hopefully people will get get some information and understand that they can really build a relationship with their dentist, and, and that'll make all the difference. So thanks so much.
1: Thank you.